The new Apple Watch SE is here. Let's talk about the new wearable and what it means for Apple's watch lineup, Fitbit, and more. That's in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Michael Simon. Number one, finally. Hello, everyone. And Jason Cross. <laughs> I thought we had an established order. <laughs> well, actually, one of the main reasons why I, uh, I greeted Michael first is because he actually did all the work we're going to be talking about in this podcast today. So he posted his uh, Apple Watch SE review went live today. So if you haven't checked that out, go to our website. He took a good look at it. Apple Watch SE, Apple introduced, or was it two weeks two ago? Weeks, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks yeah. ago. That's right. The time is a, is is all meshing together at this point, but it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's a fascinating um, product, though. Like, it's an interesting take that they did in, in not just producing a new, better one, the 6, and then continuing to sell old ones. They're, they're doing something a little different, which is interesting. The confusing thing that might be for some users, it is a little bit for me, is that the Series 3 is still there. Yeah, which is also it's very strange. Like, and for example, when, SE, when, Apple, yeah. when Apple introduced the iPhone SE, the 7 went away, as it should. Right. And it was by far the cheapest new phone you could buy. And that's the point of it. It's an older design. You get some in some newer internal specs, and you have a, a, a very clear decision to make if you want the SE or the or the 11 or the Pro. Obviously, this is a little murkier to choose the SE. I think. Yeah, it's the middle child, which is strange. And eventually, it will be the lower end. I, I hate to say lower end because that kind of always sometimes implies that's a lesser product. Well, it is. It's okay. You can, you can, you can apply that all you want. <laughs> right. The The other side of that is, you know, you, you pay more to get more, right? So yeah, that right, makes sense. Right. right. There's nothing wrong with its price, I don't think. What's wrong is its positioning, its placement, and uh, its feature set. <laughs> I think it's kind of temporary. I think uh, I think maybe like next year you're not going to see the old square screened watch yeah, models like the I mean, three. The, the three is it can't. I mean, based on Apple's trajectory for watch OS updates, the three won't even be supported next year. Which is, you know, it's weird that they're selling it while at at best it'll get one software upgrade. At worst, it won't get any beyond watchOS 7 because it's a the processor is significantly slower than what's offered on the SE and even the, the, the 4 if you can find a used one. So the SE is priced at... $279. $279. Yeah. The, the, the 3 is $199. And on then, you know, $30, $30 more for the, for the 44 millimeter. The SE is $279 and $30 more for the... Uh, Wait, wait, hold on. The 44 is on the It's 38 and 42 on the 3. Right. 40 and 44 on the SE, yeah. And if I opt for the SE, what am I not getting? Two huge things. One is the always-on display. So that means 95% of your day, you're going to have a, a blank screen on your wrist. It's going to look like you have a, a, a piece of technology that the battery died. You know, basically, it looks it looks old. It looks like you're wearing a, a you know you're wearing a blank screen. So you have to turn your wrist physically, turn your wrist to, to get the always to, to get the time and the date and whatever else you want to look at. And you know the processor is speedy enough where that happens pretty quickly, but it's still in the face of the Series Five, which brought the always on display, and the Series Six, which enhanced the always on display, where it's brighter, and it, and it, it doesn't impact battery as much. 
it it seems old now and the way i approach the review is okay if it's if it's old now in 2022 it's going to be positively antiquated because people are keeping these things for a couple of generations they're not toss away products and it's not even like the iPhone upgrade program where you trade things in and you play, you know, you're buying this and people keep watches. So uh, a couple of years from now, that's going to seem really, really old. So that's, that's number one. And that, that's a big one for me. The other thing you're missing out on is the newer series six features, which is the blood oxygen sensor for, for the, 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 the biggest one. Now that might not be a big deal for a lot of people. And you know, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of questions as to whether it's, accurate whether it's useful whether you know for what people can can do with it but the bottom line is it's an important sensor uh, apple is constantly fixing its algorithms and working with 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 health experts to to make these things better and in, in again one or two generations it's going to it's going to do a whole lot more just like the heart rate sensor on if you look at the heart rate sensor on the original apple watch purchase a couple of generations down the line it was way more accurate it did a whole lot more with your metrics and the same thing with the blood oxygen it's going to work with sleep it's going to work with um you know throughout your day it's going to work with um all this covid studies that they're doing you know for future for tracking future illnesses and i think it's down the line it's going to be extraordinarily important and you're you're not getting that so that's the those are the two big ones. Then there's also the uh, the ECG. You don't you don't have that. That's the that's built into the digital crown on the Series Six. So you can hold it for thirty seconds, and you'll get um, your 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 heart rhythm, and it'll they they can use that for you know for other health things beyond the the, the normal heart rate sensor. You're getting a slightly slower chip that. Um, I'm testing the, the six right now, and that's less noticeable now. But again, down the line, as these things age, it could it could be the difference between holding onto it for another year or not. So those are the three biggies that I saw while buying the while, while buying while while evaluating whether or not people should buy the SE versus the Series Six. Is the storage the same amount of storage? Yeah, it's the same. I'm I'm nearly certain it's the same. I, I mean, I could double check the specs, but I think so. The SE is kind of this weird place where it's the processor from the S from the Series Five, the S Five thing, which was honestly the same thing as in the four. It, it was, yeah, it was slightly more efficient with Wi-Fi or something, but it was basically the same speed. It, it yeah. was the same speed, same RAM, same all that stuff. So it's kind of that, and and it's so it's like a five without the always on and the ECG to get the price down, which. The always-on seems like the biggest thing for me. Well, that was the big feature of the 5. So it was basically a 4 with an always-on altimeter and a slightly better chip. Right. Yeah. So it's like this weird split between a 4 and a 5, except the 4 has ECG. So, you know, and I've been living with a 4 all this time. So not having the always-on display hasn't, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm missing it. Right. But, um, but it's like one of those things that once you have it, (laughs) Once you have it, you're like, oh, okay. It looks like I'm wearing a watch and not just a blank slab. And I think that Apple is probably targeting the type of person who hasn't bought an Apple Watch yet with the SE. So, and if, like, as you say, if you don't know what you're missing, it's not as as detrimental, I guess. But um, it it is a big deal. Once you, if you go from an always-on display to a non-always-on display, you 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 feel that it's 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 noticeable. But on the other hand, for 80 bucks more than the three, 
It's a huge leap over the three. If those are your options, there's no question to get the SE. Like it's 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 impressive they've gotten an they're selling an Apple Watch for two hundred bucks, but um, I don't even know why the Series Three is available. To be honest, well, to get under two hundred bucks because Fitbit exists. No, I I, <laughs> I mean I under I understand that. He, here's what my my perfect Apple Watch SE would be: a Series Three. With the screen, with the with the square screen, but with the S5 chip, uh, more storage, the altimeter, all the things that are in the SE, but with the with the Series Three body for 199 bucks, that would sell and that would be perfect. You don't even need the always-on display there because you're, it's a clear sacrifice. Now the SE is kind of in this weird middle ground where you can pay 120 bucks to get the series six or 80 dollars less to get the three but you're getting some things here and not things here and it's just it's it's really in this weird awkward position now yeah i I really don't believe the apple watch is the kind of device that can sustain having three tiers like a like a phone can phones have gotten to the place where they're these ubiquitous computing products that everyone has and and there can be a lot more decision about how much size do i want how much do i care about having different camera lenses and all this other nonsense and i don't think the watch is really that that kind of product so um my guess is the three they go back to a two-tier approach and the three is only hanging around while they crank out something to crank them out cheaply they're getting rid of them and then the se is just going to be the cheap thing it'll be it'll probably jump or or whatever fall to 199 next year is my guess it'll be very similar or if not the exact same thing but for 199 and then they'll have a series 7 for you know 399 which makes sense 199 399 that's a clear choice and it makes the differences in capabilities a lot more you know obvious and robust and when you're talking and you know i got the lte model which is excellent by the way lte if anyone used this so when, when i i had the series three and there were some issues with lte even even on the series five that i tested it was you know spotty in some place it's it's fantastic now perfectly fluid perfectly fast feels just like it does on you know moving from wi-fi to lte on a phone it's great I don't know if it's worth it, and that's a personal choice people are going to have to make. It's ten dollars a month, thirty dollars activation fee, which kills me. But um, you know, and, so it, and the it, watch it, is more expensive. There is some expense, yeah. So that's that's the thing. The watch is more, but it's not as much more as the Series Six, which is really weird. It's it's fifty dollars more for the LTE version of the of the SE, which is reasonable. It's a hundred dollars more for the Series Six. So if you jump to the SE model, you're it's it now it now it's a hundred and eighty dollars less than the or 70 sorry 170 dollars less than the series six and that's substantial particularly if you're buying it for a kid for that family setup thing you know so that now you have a choice to make which makes things even even weirder like why is the s why is the lte chip on the series six twice as much as it is on the se as far as i can tell it's exactly the same yeah i don't understand it's weird like you're not getting 5G, even if you were, it's ridiculous. But you're not. They do that with iPads, where uh, the the cheapest, the lowest storage model of iPads, the LTE, the the LTE versions of those iPads are less expensive, less of a jump than the higher storage models. 
It's it, what, 100 to 130 or something like that? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. well, why am I paying more for LTE just when I have right. more storage? Right. I mean, at least you're getting a little bit for your money there or less, more, for whatever, however the phrase goes. But this is just, it's just less. I don't know. Maybe Apple just assumes people will do that family setup thing and buy buy them for their kids and stuff. I mean, it's still cheaper than a phone for your kid, and they, and they and it's strapped to their wrist; they can't lose it, and all this other, you know. Yeah. And you yep. can. And it's you know I'm, I haven't I'm still struggling because I have to switch my I set up the SE and now I'm trying to change it to for my son and Verizon is being difficult, so I gotta I gotta call them later and fix it. But it seems like a really good option for like my son's nine and I'm not getting him a phone for a couple of years. However, he's, you know, when he goes out on bike rides and when he goes, you know, I, it'd be cool to be able to just pop on my, my phone and see where he is. So it, it is a, it's a good option as far as that goes. And, and you can't use the three with that because you need, you need the, um, the cellular connection for the whole thing to work. So for 329 bucks, that's not bad at all. Oh, we do have some. Uh, reader feedback. Yeah, this is on Twitter and on Facebook. It's it's more in, in general about the SE. Tariq Bahadi says that the always-on feature isn't a feature most consumers are really concerned with. Could be. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, that's a that's a blanket statement. It, it or it's it's as you know. I've used both. I can honestly say that I missed it on the SE. Yeah, there's there's been enough years with enough many millions of. Apple watches sold that don't have it that I just don't think I don't think the expectation is there yet it's going to be one of those things where it's like does it make your watch seem like old and useless earlier but I don't think I think he's right in that right now consumers aren't looking at that going like that's a problem on the other hand if you if you're used to a watch it, it's a you know it does take like a part of a second to turn on and it's you know if you're used to just flicking your watch quick if you do it the wrong way if you don't flick it enough it doesn't go on you know you you it's got to be a deliberate motion to raise your wrist to see the time. And if you're used to, you know, a normal wristwatch that just shows the time, it's going to take some adjustment. Uh, I've had issues in the past where if I turn my watch, it wouldn't light up and I'd have to tap it or something like that. And, and it's pretty much been 100% now all it's, the it's time. It's gotten better. And, and it's not just Apple. It's across the board. The, the, the accelerometer for that stuff, yeah, has gotten way, way sharper. The uh, the brightness is is. Uh, vastly improved. I, I just got the six yesterday. I'm just started, but um, the the brightness with the always on display is is very much improved. That was one of the things they said. It was like twice as bright or something, and it it's definitely now completely usable. That's awesome. I really hope they've nailed making it really really dim when you're in a really really dark room, <laughs> like the always on display. It's, it's I can see them. It needs to be a lot brighter for daylight. But if I'm in a movie theater or something like that, I want it to be. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I haven't been to. A, I haven't tried it in a completely dark room yet because the the sleep thing went on when I went to bed. But um, it doesn't seem though it would be distracting to people around you. Yet you can still visibly see it. Uh, more reader feedback at Ryan Noceris, man, on Twitter says that the trajectory of the Apple Watch is fine where it is. Make the watch do too much, and it becomes frustrating trying to handle. All of that on such a tiny screen. Keep adding more sensors and keep making it faster, which kind of sounds That's a little contradictory. contradictory. Yeah. Uh, but to, to that point, I recently tested the Fitbit Sense, and that does pile on several new features. They have an EDA scanner for, for, for checking or tracking your stress. They also have the ECG that, that Apple has. 
and they have a skin temperature sensor that um, it doesn't do like like you won't it won't say you're ninety eight point six, but it, it tracks the, the the changes in in your in your skin based on a established baseline overnight, and it it does a lot. There's a lot there, and it felt it felt a little bit overwhelming because there was so much that it did. And as you know, to that point, the more the watch does, the more it can go wrong, particularly when you're dealing with all these health sensors and things. I do think that's the general, I agree with that reader and that's the general way to go is like, they don't need to keep making it faster in the sense that like a series six is super responsive and they need to keep up with that and, and not keep, it's already so much more powerful than like every other smartwatch. They, that kind of, they can tread water. I think they need to worry about battery life more than anything. But, but this idea that like where the Apple watch needs to go is not that it needs to be a computing device on your wrist where you do all this like messaging and all this other and maps and all these other things it's there if you need it but it shouldn't be what you're doing with it i kind of feel like it's this sensor bundle you strap to your wrist and then they're going to do smart things with it and it's up to apple to make sure those things work well and are intuitive and they're in the background and all that stuff but just keep piling on the sensors so that i have an even smarter sensor suite strapped to my wrist that makes a lot of sense to me battery life is the number one for me um, also, uh, with Fitbit, they they do four to six days, depending on the the watch you're using and the feature you, you use. Like if you have GPS, it goes down. If you have always on, it goes down. But but it's at least four days, and that seems like Apple really needs to get there. We've we, we've been in this 18 to 24 hour window since day one, and it's enough. Whereas I can put it on, and I'll be comfortable enough to get through a sleep schedule and a day, and it'll be okay. But it's still, I have to charge it at some point within those 24 to 28 hours. And it doesn't really need to be that way. Like maybe it does, I don't know, but it, but I feel like a battery breakthrough is the number one thing that Apple needs with the series seven or series eight or whatever, whatever is the next one is going to be. Yeah. I really feel like the thing that's going to make that happen is a change in display technology. Like they've already made it a little better the LP, LTO and stuff like that like but they've kind of reached the limit of what they can do with an OLED display and they really need to get it to where use micro LEDs or something like that to where they can make the display suck less power because either that or make the processor a whole lot less powerful I think that's what it is yeah because a lot of these other you know Fitbit and Samsung even the Android Wear watches those those processors are like baby processors compared to the Apple watch I think that's what's sucking a lot of the power at Yorgos Helios has a totally different uh, idea of what's. How have we reached the, the point where we're, we're we're known by these these wacky avatars and no one has real names anymore? <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember letters to the editor. <laughs> Come on, people. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Get with the times. Uh, anyways, uh, he posted on Twitter and he says that he thinks that the Apple Watch is going in the wrong direction. Apple's treating it like an iPhone by improving performance and increasing features. It's a watch. You mostly use it to tell time. Making it thinner and more efficient should have been the direction. There's something to be said for thinner. It's it's not overwhelmingly thick or even distractingly thick in 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 my in my, in my estimation. But sure, I mean they could they could trim it down a few millimeters and it would it would make a huge difference in in the way it feels on your wrist or looks on your wrist. I'll disagree that like this whole it's a watch you tell time is. I mean, but we have things that do that. We have watches, we have digital watches that batteries last forever and stuff like that. I mean, we don't, they, Apple doesn't need to make one that also just pings you notifications. It it should be doing more. 
but I do agree that like this idea that it's a phone you put on your wrist like we just talked about isn't isn't the way to go like making it more powerful so you can run all these like complicated apps is less interesting than doing smart things with sensors on your wrist I also don't think that's the direction they're trying to go yeah I don't think I mean, so either you know there seems to be a, a, a heavier focus on, on health and fitness and less so on applications and notifications and all the things that originally was the kind of selling point or the, the, the tenfold features of the of the watch. Yeah. I mean, this this thing where people are like, put a camera on it so I can do FaceTime. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, no, that's that's. Well, when we're dealing with technology, product definitions change over time. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You know, the phone for decades was this device that you talk to and listen, mm -hmm. you know, from. And now the phone is just another word for a pocket computer. Yeah. A watch is the same thing. It's it's evolving you know for decades we've known centuries even we've known it to be one thing but it's going to be something else going forward i mean it took apple probably about two years to really figure out that the focus for the apple watch was going to be on health and fitness like it kind of started off being like this it does everything look at all the stuff it does at in conjunction with your apple watch and then the first big os update gave it all these apps and you were you know, it was all about installing and running all these apps and stuff like that. And they they kind of settled into, well, how are people using it? What do people love it for? And it was for all the fitness tracking and the heart rate and all that other kind of stuff. And they've leaned in there. So, Mike, should you buy an Apple Watch SE if I'm if I'm someone who doesn't have an Apple Watch? Should I buy I have, it? I have at the end of my story, I, I gave several several scenarios where you should buy an Apple Watch SE. So if you have a pre-Series 4 watch and you're perfectly fine with the speed of it, I mean, I'm sorry, you're perfectly fine with the features of it, but think it's a little bit too slow, then the SE is perfectly fine for you. If you, if your budget is just around $350 or so and you don't want to take the leap to the $399 or, or, or higher for the, um, for, the, for the Series 6, then by, by all means, get it over the Series 3, yes. If you're giving it to a kid, definitely. There's no question. Don't not buy them a Series 6. That's just too much. If you don't care about the newer health features, obviously, the, the, the blood oxygen, the, the ECG stuff, if that's not a concern to you, the series, the, the SE is, 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 is good. And it's the always on display. If you, you know, think about it. If you are content with having your wrist be blank, you know, people, you, both you and other people looking at a blank box on your wrist all day if that's if you're totally cool with that then yeah the se is it's still it's a good it's it's not good it's a great watch at a very good price it's still the still the se versus anything out there the samsung's the fitbits the the the, the android wear or wear os it's it's still head and shoulders above all that stuff so you're you're getting a great product you're not gonna have buyer's remorse and say oh this this thing's a piece of junk it's great just compared to the Series 6 and where it's placed in the lineup and also my expectations with the iPhone SE just makes it a little bit of a trickier recommendation and also that whole future-proofing thing because you're probably keeping it for two or three years. But otherwise, um, yeah, I mean, if you if you answer yes to any of those, then you'll be very happy with the SE. I mean, I, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. If I bought it... Um, I would probably next year say, mm, man, I wish I would have gone. I would have sprung the little extra bucks and, and had a Series 6. 
are they doing the SE in the same colors as the six, or is it just? Uh, no, it's just a classic silver, graphite, uh, space gray, and um, uh, gold. Well, that would be the other reason, I guess, is if you if you don't want that, if you really want that blue or that red or something, then. And I did not get a chance yet to test the solo loop because mine was too big. I, I used Apple's tool. I printed it out. I cut it out. I did it on my wrist. It was clearly nine. And I got it and it was too big. So I uh, they're going to send me a, a, an eight. Did you point. try? There's the thing where it's like mapping the regular sport loop holes. I did not. To I didn't, but I will. You should, I'm curious what I'm that would tell you. Yeah, yeah. Good, good call. At the time, I did it on you know when the pre-orders went up, so I didn't uh, I didn't get that article. Have we written that yet? <laughs> maybe maybe I should write that. You should try I'll it, test it and, and then see. write it. Yeah, 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 yeah. See what it see if it's um, something different. But I can tell you the game. the material of this of the solo loop is is very nice. Like it seems softer than the um, than the than the sport, and the stretchiness is is really good. And you know it seems like it's. It's a it's a solid option. You just gotta you gotta really nail those numbers. They they're gonna have to come out with a better way to do this. Now that we probably won't be going to Apple stores for, <laughs> I think it is. I think it was a product planned before coronavirus closed all the stores. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that because you need to try them on tool or no tool. Um, it's definitely the kind of thing because even if the tool works, it might not be like everyone wears it at a different different um, at a different tightness. So the the solo loop that I had, it did work. Like the like the watch's sensors worked. It was tight enough on my wrist, but it, it, I could shake my wrist and it and it like kind of fell up and down. And I don't like that. Yeah. Well, you sent a picture, and that wasn't right. <laughs> that, it's, that, no, that it's definitely too, too loose. loose. Yeah. But some people like to wear their watches looser. Like my wife wears it where she likes it. I mean, it's like a know, bracelet. It's a, it just yeah, yeah, like a person. It's a personal preference thing. But yeah, I agree. Uh, COVID screwed up the solo loop. I believe. <laughs> Well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 715. Uh, Mike's actually wrist deep in yeah, I am. Uh, watches. He's going to be working on a review of the Series 6 Apple Watch, so keep an eye out on our website for that review. Uh, thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. And thanks to you, the audience, for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.